Welcome to the CPA Success Podcast, helping you be more successful at work and in your life. We profile topics and speakers that are influential in your world. Here are your hosts, Jen Nicholson and Blair Cook. Welcome back to the CPA Success Podcast. I'm Blair Cook. And I'm Jed Nicholson. Today we have with us Bruce McDonald, the President and CEO of Imagine Canada, an umbrella organization that acts as an industry association for the almost 90,000 registered charities in Canada. Bruce has led major change initiatives and has developed long and innovative partnerships with corporations and other charities. Now today, Bruce talked to us about the trends he is seeing in the not-for-profit sector. Let's listen in. Welcome back to the CPA Success Podcast. We're so excited to have Bruce McDonald with us today. Bruce is the president of Imagine Canada. And what does Imagine Canada do? Well, Imagine Canada has been around for a number of years, and we're kind of like the industry association for charities and nonprofits. So in this country, there's 86,000 registered charities. There's about another 90,000 nonprofits. Wow. And, and we work with, on behalf of those organizations in sort of four key areas, one around public policy at a federal level, making sure that good policy that includes the sector is developed by legislators. The second is around research, data, information, and knowledge. It's important that we're able to speak knowledgeably about our own sector and have, you know, in this data and information age, have at our disposal very quickly the numbers that are accurate and timely and make sense. The third area is that uh, we, we seek to build trust with society, and, and we're the stewards uh, of a relatively new standards program. And so these are 73 standards in governance that local organizations work towards, and Imagine Canada accredits them. So this is not a CPA nope. standard. This, this is developed by the sector. To our, the best of our knowledge, it's the only type of peer-developed and then uh, organized program of its kind in the world. Oh, wow. And so local organizations, their staff and boards work towards achieving 73 governance standards around governance, transparency, and accountability. And then they apply to Imagine Canada. We have a peer review process and would award the accreditation mark. And then the final area for us is that we seek to work more actively in engaging directly with Canadians about social good in this country. There is a, a definite concern in the sector that most Canadians are using one question to determine the worth of an organization, and that is how much do you spend on administration? Are costs about right. question fair? Absolutely. But in isolation, they don't portray an accurate picture of the impact that the work the organization does. So that's what we do. That's great. Now, um, I also understand that you hold a Guinness World Record. <laughs> Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So in my previous job, <laughs> I, I had uh, been a marketing director for Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Canada. And years ago, we partnered with Mattel and created the world's longest Hot Wheel track. Oh. <laughs> In a way to create a promotional opportunity to find more volunteers to become mentors for young people. But it was 15 engineers, two weeks, and about as much hot wheel track that would spread out towards two football fields. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> it's great. And that's great. A great thing to have on your resume, too. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun, I have to say. And I was a Hollywood fan, so. <laughs> that's great. So now that uh, we know a bit about Imagine Canada, we want to ask about what you see as the biggest trends in not-for-profits these days. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of things that organizations are, are going through and facing. I, I'd say one is, is financial stress. I mean, you hear this from many organizations, I, I think. Sometime. Not just not-for-profits. Exactly. Um, uh, you know, we... 
we mirror the health of the economy. And um, when we when we look at what's happening in Canadian society, there are many organizations who, through a variety of factors, including changes in in, in government priorities, changes to with the way corporations or foundations give are struggling to make sure that they have adequate resources to provide the important services that are needed in community. One thing to, to mention is that our, our sector is everywhere. We are Absolutely. one of the things that actually helps make us uniquely Canadian. I mean, this sector is vast. As I mentioned, 86,000 registered charities. It's about 8% of gross domestic product. Wow. There's 13 million volunteers annually who, are, who participate in organizations. And there's 2 million Canadians employed by the sector. So it, it's not just nice people doing nice things. Right. It's a vibrant part of the economy. And so we have to think about how, when the economy is in an up or down cycle, how does it affect organizational ability to deliver on the program? So financial stress is, is one trend. I would say another trend is a new definition of transparency. We had a chance to do some market research last, uh, last summer and when Canadians were asked about the number one considerations when selecting which charities they would support, tied at number one were being well-managed and being open and transparent. And so even more so than cost of administration or cost of overhead, transparency and being seen to showing your financial information, right. but also your impact and evaluation reports of do your programs work? Exactly. What difference are you making in the community? Having those easily publicly available uh, is critically important for the sector. That is a trend because we're seeing consumers, donors, volunteers, they want to know that information. Does your accreditation program help you with that? Absolutely, because we talk in the accreditation about the need to provide those kinds of things. I think where the sector really needs to look um, is at its practice in terms of are they ensuring that those on their websites are really easy to find. Right. Uh, I think that's, there's some learning to, to understand that this isn't going backwards. This is a new definition of transparency and that the obligations have changed. I think as we look at an anti-institutional mindset that's global, if we as institutions, because let's face it, charities are institutions. Right. If we want to retain that public trust and that respect, we need to demonstrate that we are willing and open to understand or to, to their requests for information. So exactly. I think that's another you know, really profound change. I, I think another one that we're really seeing is program innovation. I think lots of people often think that the charitable sector does what the charitable sector does. But what we are. What do you mean by that? Well, they run the same programs for years. Right. Uh, they can kind of count on them, which is great. But at the same time, as we see profound changes taking place in Canadian society, everything from shrinking rural markets to an increase in, in the population living in urban markets to the shifting percentages of people in this country who weren't born in this country right. with, with immigration rates, the rise of indigenous people in, in, in various uh, provinces where they are uh, an emerging and young part of the population, uh, changes in, in attitudes for young people as it relates to charitable institutions that organizations are, are seeking and I think succeeding in many ways to adapt their programs to the new environment that they're in. Right. So enabling the younger, let's say the millennial generation and different populations to believe in your charity and therefore donate. Absolutely. And it's not just about donations. It's a, in many cases, this innovation is about the actual programs themselves. Right. Okay. So what are you actually offering? Yes. And so I think 
you know, we often talk and imagine Canada that a core competency of the sector needs to be constant adaptation because you're right. It's it, it, it changes for donors. Expectations change both around how the dollars are used and how they're accounted for and how transparent we are. But I think it's incumbent upon the sector to be continually reflective and saying, are the programs that we operated 10 years ago still delivering the value that they did then? If the community in which we operate has seen a major shift of whatever that shift. Absolutely. And you look at anything else in our world has changed dramatically in the last even two or three years. So you have to keep pace with that. Yeah, so absolutely. So program innovation, I think, is is a key trend we're witnessing. I think one of the things that the sector would like to see more are funders who will have a little more appetite for risk. Because innovation, by definition, means that sometimes you're not going to succeed. You're going Absolutely. to trial, you're going to fail, you're going to learn from those failures, and then you're going to create something better as a result. Right. I think one of the, the, uh, the challenges for our sector is because of the financial stress trend that I mentioned earlier, is having the ability to have uh, dedicated, almost R&D budgets to right. try new programs knowing that if they don't succeed, it's not a catastrophic loss for the organization. Right. Rather, it's simply part of the adaptation and innovation process. It's something that we'd like to see society embrace a little bit more for charities so they don't always have to hit a home run. Exactly. It's okay to strike out a few times because that strikeout allows us to learn and then go forward. Exactly. Failure is a part of success. Yeah. And I, I'd say the final big trend that we're really witnessing, and I, I think I touched a little bit on it in some of these things, is that Canadian society itself is, is rapidly changing and evolving. So some of the ones that I mentioned earlier, or you look at the impact of technology on how organizations both interact with their, their uh, service recipients, their clients, their donors, their board members, their other volunteers. It, it really is game-changing. And social I, media has got to have a huge impact. Totally. You know, it's given organizations that didn't have a voice the opportunity to have a voice in a, in a reasonably inexpensive way. And so it's, it's important for us as a sector, while we sometimes, I think, find ourselves, and they often call it the starvation cycle, just basically keeping the doors open, keeping the programs running. It is important for sector leaders and those who help organizations to work with those groups to say, we need to be continually understanding what's different, what's changing in our community, so that rather than acknowledging a a significant shift five years after it's happened, organizations can be preparing to adapt as they're emerging. And I think these are critical things that our society needs to do to stay relevant. So what kind of advice would you give our listeners to help them be successful in this changing, evolving, innovative world that we're living in? Well, I, I think get involved and be bold. I mean, people can uh, there's all get involved with organizations in a variety of ways. It doesn't just have to be as a donor. Oh, that's always good. And <laughs> yes. it doesn't have to be just as a board member. But there are organizations who look for talent in short-term ways. If you can't be a long-term um, committed volunteer, but there are short-term opportunities to go in as a, a ch- an agent of change and go in and take that professional expertise and say, you know what? We can help your organization adapt and change. So I, I think that's a that's a huge part of it. And CPAs have so much experience and talent, and it's not just in the financial realm that they can apply to help organizations be better. And I think the second part of that was being bold. And I, I think it's it's time when organizations, uh, you know, might have been doing the same thing over and over again and not really understanding if it's been as successful as it has in the past that they need a jolt. 
And uh, we often talk about organizational courage and making sure that we have an openness to really take a look, evaluate what we're doing, and then sometimes take bold action to, to, to do something different. And I think that's where we see the, that innovation agenda being pushed. And, and those organizations who are the most successful recognize that and continue to adapt and change. That's excellent advice. Thanks so much for being with us today, Bruce. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the CPA Success Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Chartered Professional Accountants of Canada. Visit www.cpacanada forward slash podcast 